Hello, this is Udo Dirkstadter of UDO and you are watching CMS TV. new docking right here on the classic metal show with uh is it me or is it you is it you chris you shit disturber with your and presents well i'm a shit disturb with the cms right now oh what happened now well now now people are mad at you who have already been mad at you oh they're mad at me what yes. did i do now well you're not answering their calls when they're calling who, who called i'm gonna bring it right to the screen okay i'm, I'm not gonna that would be um, Andrew Richard here, who says, All week address your grievances with Neely, then I try and nothing. All fair enough, just don't act like I didn't try to talk to the motherfucker himself. Okay. So feel free to call. And you got the phones on, Neely? Yeah, the phones are on. Has it rang at all? Uh, not during our last segment, as far as I can tell. And we weren't going to pick up a call during an interview. No. So what? <laughs> Phones are open. Yeah, it's on. It's open. It's on. It's rocking. 800-497-5891. You got the right number in your phone. They love to hate you, dude. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My life is now uh, less than what it was. <laughs> You better quit the show. <laughs> what, what, what did I? What did I do? You're. It, it's just the docking shit. Well, so what? Well, you're. You're. You don't. You're not objective. You can't be fair. You're. You lie to him. You tell him he's great when he's not. You tell the fans that he's great when he's not. I've never said that. I've never said that. Well, you. You. I'm just telling you what. What the. What the. Opinion is. Okay. My opinion is I stay as a, and I will say I I told people this is a result of me telling people in the chat room that if they want to take it up with you take it up with you because I would I don't want I don't care <laughs> well, you know if, well well to be honest I don't care either I know but <laughs> if the show means so fucking much to these guys and they fucking need it so goddamn bad to tell you you worship Dawkins too much. Well, here then here, tell him. Here, here's the truth of the matter. Okay. If it wasn't for Dawkins, there probably would not be a CMS that you enjoy so much. How about no. that? There's a no. genesis to everything, and one of the one of the inspirations and one of the motivators that caused me to start this show mm -hmm. way back in 1996 was docking yeah i'm sorry but that's where the genesis of the show came from there were several influences that came into this and docking was a huge influence that's how it is metal shop was one of them having charlie kendall on the show a few weeks ago was a big highlight because mm -hmm. that was one of the pieces of the puzzle yeah the band Dokken is a huge influence. That mm -hmm. is a huge part of the puzzle. Here it is. The show is 28 years old. If it wasn't for those influences, this show never would have come to be. It's a show that you seem to enjoy and actually created a fan site for. Yeah. 
So, you know, why are you cutting off my nuts for something that I did based on something that I enjoyed? And obviously you enjoy so much. Yeah. So that's just the fact of the matter. Whether you like it or not, that's just where it comes from. Well, and you're going to you're going to be surprised by this, but the, the guy that probably came to your defense the best on this thing during the week. Yeah. John Drake. Okay. John basically said, what are you supposed to do? You're obviously not more than acquaintances. You know, you've been invited to fucking holidays with the guy. Sure. What are you supposed to do? Come on, come on the show with Don and say, hey, bro, you suck, but hey, good to see you. Even though you have no talent and you stink. <laughs> Is that what you're supposed to say? And never, never have I said ever. I don't believe I've ever said they're the greatest. I don't think I've ever no. said anything like that. Yeah. No, I, I, look, if we're going to be honest, let's be honest. You've come back from some shows that some videos came out of that really did not look good. And you've said that it was a good show. And that's fine. Again, people aren't hearing the whole one. You're hearing it through a YouTube video. And I'm, and I'm not defending you either. You can defend yourself. Sure. But what I'm saying is the atmosphere... And this is the piece that they don't tend to want to accept the atmosphere of hanging out and partying with the guys and being on the side stage and being a part of the show and all that enhances your, your time when you're, when you're out on the road with them. And I will give you, I will give you a, a recent example of that. Okay. So Starfoot, who is a fan of the show mm -hmm. came out, saturday he was out at the show saturday right and he was with me and sal and taylor and and uh out of work dale and hanging out and this that and the other and he was invited to come back stage after the show sure and i introduced him to don and he was actually able to chit chat with him for a few minutes i got him a set list and don signed it for him as well as the rest of the guys and he got to hang out a little bit, this, that. And then, uh, you know, he kind of saw what I do and he goes, holy shit, dude. I had no idea what was going on back here. Right. He says, but you got your hands full because, yeah. because I'm not only just kind of hanging out. I'm like kind of taking care of shit. Yeah. You're not taking notes on, well, you know what? This could have sounded better. Or this could have been, you know, with a little more, you know, and, and again, I'm not defending you. I'm you not taking, I'm not, uh, nor am I defending the, uh, Andrew here. All I'm saying is your opinions of the show, of the shows that you go to, good or bad, has more to do with the notes that are being spit out of the speakers. Well, again, does Don sound and sing like 1986, 1988? Nope. Have I ever said that he sounds the greatest he's ever sounded? Nope. Never said that. Have I said that he's the best out there? Nope. Never said that. Yeah. But have I said, have I had a great time and have I been at good experiences? Yep. I've said that. Yeah. Because they have been, mm -hmm. you know, again, you haven't been there. You yeah. don't, I'm not talking you, but you as a collective people, you haven't been there. Yeah. And, and, and I'll speak for me on this part as somebody that's 
less involved. Now, I am friends with the guys, but I'm way more, I would say, and you know this, I'm way more friends with John mm-hmm. than I am with Don. Sure. And I've been the one on the show that's been critical of Don's voice. I, I've you said have. that openly. You I've have. said that very openly, and I've said it to Don. You know, so it's not like it's it's not like the show, the show has not presented it to Don. But for some reason, you have to do it. Oh, I do. That's that seems to be the well, issue. Well, is well, that the, the thing is, is I I believe just recently in the last few weeks, mm-hmm. there was Don actually addressed that. He did. He did. He said it straight out. If you don't enjoy the show, if you don't like my voice, if you don't think I perform well, don't come to the show anymore. Don't come. I don't need you there. If you don't enjoy it and you don't like it and you don't think that I'm up to par, then don't come. Exactly. I'm not, I don't care if you come or not. Mm -hmm. And he said that openly. And I know that made headlines all over the place. It did. Yeah basically said yeah if you don't enjoy it and you don't think i'm delivering the the show that you want to see or hear then don't no. come well apparently what you're supposed to say to make the fucking fan group happy is don sucks even though he's my friend because you don't have credibility until you say he sucks but he's my friend i don't think he sucks i don't think he sings at the level he used to but i don't think he sucks i think he's just at the level he is now that's all there is to it he's just where he's at now yeah. you know it, it, could i it, comparatively to 1988 which has been almost 50 years ago mm-hmm. uh, no he's not he's not at that level no i here, you know, I, I'm in a weird place with this, but I'll say what I think. Okay. You know, he's on the lower end of the of the singer scale now. Yeah, he is. He's 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 he above that. the he's above the Vince Neils. He's above the David Lee Roths, but he's slotted around there. He's he's in that level because his voice has deteriorated. It's but changed. He's Seventy years old. Yeah, it, and and cancer and everything else that he's gone through, and and yeah. Do I agree with some of the things that they say in the fan group? Yes. Should he lay off the smokes? Yes. That's always been a discussion. I've yeah. had that discussion with him. Yeah. But, you know, regardless of any of that, I just still go to the bigger point and what what Drake was saying, which I agree with. This is a good friend. I mean, in your friend world, he's top three. You are on the top. Don's on the top. Uh, let's see who else would I put at the top? Um, as far as like just heartfelt friends. Yeah. There's not many. I'm and gonna, Don's one of them. Yeah. Don is one of them. You are one of them. Um, boy, that's, that's a no. tough one because, because outside of the, I know you've talked about your, you know, your core nine. Mm-hmm, yeah. I don't have a core five. Right. You know, there, there. You know, John Mellencamp had a line in one of his songs. It says, "You can count your friends all on one finger." Right. You know, and that's that's. I'm in that category. I can count yeah. my friends all on one finger, maybe two fingers. Yeah. And and the thing, and again, this is where the show versus real life are two different things, and I wish people under fucking stood that. 
I I don't know it because I haven't seen it, but I know it because I know you. You've aired this stuff to Don directly. Directly. In yep. private, you've yep. said, dude, yep. lay off the fucking Jack and Cokes, lay yep. off the smokes, yep. get a vocal coach, get surgery, whatever you said. I'm not saying that you said any of those things, but at the same time, I'm saying you've probably said all of those well, things. You want to know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to use a Chris Akinism. Okay. You to peel back the curtain. Yeah, little? absolutely. You want to know what discussion was taking place on our drive from Green sure. to Aurora? Sure. The regretfulness of of talking about politics in his couple of his interviews oh yeah i'll bet it's just like you know what that was a big mistake mm -hmm. i should have never said that i should have never addressed that i should have never said anything about how oh, i'm moving to france if trump were to get reelected. i right. never done that mm -hmm. because that was just a stupid thing to say i wish i had never said that yeah but Don's a shoot from the hip guy. He is. And he's just like, I realized that my fan base spanned the gamut in their political viewpoint. And it, and it really turned off a lot of people. Yeah. And he says, I know that I should have never done that. I should have never said that. I wish I hadn't said that. But again, it was just a off the cuff moment. And it's not, do I actually believe that? Well, I have my thoughts on, you know, the politics or whatever. Yeah yada 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 but he's human everybody's human yeah. i'm human you're human our fans or our critics or whomever it is they're human as well yeah you know and the thing is is i'm not beyond reproach i'm not perfect in any way shape or form i've been successful in my life and i bring you a show mostly every week that you seem to enjoy but yet you also want to be critical of you know, and if you want to put your money where your mouth is, why don't you take the time and spend the time and the money and effort that both Chris and I have put into this over the last 28 years and you produce something instead. It's easy to sit back and go, oh, well, he said this and I don't like that. And he's this and he's a shill. <laughs> you know, I don't see any of you doing this. None yeah. of you. None of you, not one of you, yeah. nothing. When you put out a show and you have an opinion, let me be the first to step up and criticize. <laughs> and when you make a friend, let's see you shit on their head. Yeah. Let me see you do that. Yeah. So yeah, the phones are open. If you want to call, <laughs> they're open now. See why I'm the shit stirrer. Well, <laughs> Well, again, nothing anybody says in a chat room or a fan room or whatever, they're never going to change my opinion. No, of course not. Nor it's should not, they. It's not going to happen. Why should it? It's not going to happen. You can say what you want and be as critical as you want. And I hate, 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 hate. It's more fun to hate. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of it myself. It's more Me too. fun to hate. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but 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 are you going to have an influence on it? Nope, not going to influence me one way or another, not in the least. <laughs> you know why? You people mean nothing to me. <laughs> That's the reason why. <laughs> you don't affect me in any way. You don't pay my bills. You don't you don't uh, influence my life one day 
to, to the next. You don't influence my friendships. You don't influence my relationships. You don't influence my bank account. None of those things. Right. So chat all you want. <laughs> chat all you want. I don't care. Have at it. Have fun with it. So that's where it lies. But again, the phones are open. If you want to call, go ahead. Yeah. So, I just thought I'd share that with you. No, again, I don't give a shit, but it's funny. It's funny to me. I laugh in your face. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, let's go. Let's let's transition from you being a shithead. Yes. To me being a shithead. <laughs> <laughs> so article came out. Um, well, I'm going to go backwards and I'll lead into it. I um I interviewed a few weeks ago. I don't remember how many. A few weeks ago, I chatted with Adrian Vandenberg. Yes, you got me an ID. Yes, and when I chatted with Adrian, I um asked him about um Ronnie Romero, who, as you're well aware, and I think most that listen to the show are well aware, I am an absolute huge fan of. Okay, I, I'm a big fan of Ronnie's work. I think he's got a great voice. I think he's like one of the elite few that are that's why he's the go-to guy for every other band out there yes so he asked i asked him i said what happened with that band because basically all three like three of the guys were were let loose from the band okay and vandenberg he 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 basically said he wanted to do shows too so here's the article on brave words where adrian said this and this is where we 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 first get some national attention with this. Okay. And, you know, it's it's basically Adrian. And, and I don't think Adrian was super really disrespectful or anything. His basic answer was he wanted to tour and Ronnie was busy. Okay. And, I, and I'll play his exact, I'll play his exact words here in a minute. But this is, this is kind of what Adrian said. And, and I personally don't think that adrian was being a douche here i think he was uh, honestly now that the whole thing has come out i think he was kind of trying to be nice about it and maybe a little got lost in the translation <laughs> but i do think that he was he was not trying to shit on ronnie at all all right well be, be before you go there yes speaking of being a douche okay let's take a phone call okay hail and kill caller you're on the air Hello. Hello. Hey, Neely. Hey, what? Hey, this is Jay Lee, man. I'm just calling wanting to say something about the Don Doc and stuff. Okay. Why don't, pe why don't people that want to talk shit and make comments about you and Don Doc and realize first and foremost that it is a friendship and it goes way past the fucking music and what he sounds like and what he doesn't sound like. Well, that part is true because Don and I are very good friends. I spend holidays at his home and, uh, I spend a lot of time with the guy and we're very good friends. So what are you going to do about that? Right. Well, like I said, I just think it's more important about you being his friends and, and, and being friends with him and it goes past the music. I just wanted to chime in and say that. Well, I appreciate that. So where are you from? I, where are you from? I'm, 
I'm calling from uh, Ottawa, Illinois. I'm about an hour, about an hour south of Chicago. Yeah, I know where Ottawa is. Okay, very well, I was cool. at the Stephen Pierce. I was at the Stephen Pierce concert, man. I missed you. I was there for the meet and greet. I was looking <laughs> all over for you, man. I got a picture with him and with Jason Green. I met Pierce for a million times. I was looking for you, man. Couldn't find you nowhere. If you're well, unfortunately, I was in the back while Stephen was doing his meet and greet, so I wasn't out where he was doing the meet and greet. But had I been there, I would have been glad to say hello. I know. Well, maybe next time. I just want to say, uh, hail and kill to you guys. Fuck you, pale hand job. Rock on. Well, see, there you go. Yeah. There, there's a positive person right there. Fuck those guys and their opinions, man. Well, Jaylee's a dick, too. There, I'll just throw that in there. <laughs> Asshole, kissing Neely's ass. Yeah. He probably wants to fuck Don, too, just like Neely. <laughs> These fucking guys. <laughs> All right, go ahead with your story. All right, so back to this. So I have queued up exactly what Adrian said. Okay. So let me pull that up here. And that way you can hear it straight from the man's mouth, not from me you know, ad-libbing it or whatever. Is that you on the screen there? There it is. That's me. Are, are you with the epic beard? Not at that point, but I am now. It's much more epic. <laughs> it's much more epic. Much more gooder now. Okay. All right. So here we go. Go backwards a little bit. Um, Adrian, um, 2020, you released an album um, um, that I thought was fantastic and has one of my favorite guys. Ronnie Romero was the singer in it, yeah. but that band is no more, I guess, you know, that version is, has been disbanded, I guess. So let, let me just ask what happened there and how do we get to today with Matt singing and, you know, kind of a new band formed. Okay. So I asked him point blank, what happened to that lineup? So what's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with that. I mean, it's public knowledge that that, yeah. that lineup is no longer. So mm -hmm. something happened to yeah. cause that lineup to be no longer. So right. why wouldn't you ask that question? Yeah, it's a legit question, but I want you to listen to his answer and tell me if you think he's shit talking Ronnie Romero. Okay. Okay. Here we go. All right. All right. Well, yeah, it, it was a, um, just like, Almost everybody's life got thrown upside down when COVID hit. Sure. Um, Ronnie lives in um, in in uh, Romania, and in in that part of the world, they were um, allowed a, quite a lot earlier than we are in, in in Holland, Germany, France, and England and stuff to start doing shows again. So Ronnie lives from his music, of course. Obviously, he does uh, like a zillion of a zillion projects. So he started earlier, you know, putting stuff in his agenda. And then when we were finally allowed to tour, you know, our, our agendas didn't match anymore. So I didn't want to wait for another 10 months because I'd been sitting on my ass to touring wide uh, for, for, for almost three years, you know, go, right. God, you know, it was, it was impossible to tour. So, um, I, uh, we parted ways. I said, sorry, man, you know, I really want to tour and you are already doing shows. I want to sure. do shows. Tour. I couldn't wait, you know, so. Yeah, that's when I decided, you know, I had to find another singer. And luckily, I mean, I'm really fortunate to run into Mats because... Okay, and then he talks about Mats, but... So it was just circumstances. It had nothing to do with, you know, Ronnie personally. No. Just like he said, uh, you know, COVID hit. Uh, they were 
permitted to perform shows. Ronnie obviously committed to other shows. And by the time Vandenberg was ready to, you know, regroup as the, to put Eddie Trunk's uh, words into play, <laughs> right? Don Jameson uh, regroup and, and go out there and perform. He was already committed and he was, yeah. well, I'm, I, I can't wait around a whole year until you finally get done with your commitments. Right. So it's just like, and, and here, here's the other thing. Here's a little, I'm pulling the curtain back again because of Don's getting back to Doc and, you know, mm-hmm. kissing Don's ass and all that shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because of Don's physical uh, capabilities mm-hmm. and the things that are going on with him, he's basically told the guys in the band that if they, are given an opportunity to perform with somebody else or have another gig lined up, he would not hold it against them if they were to go join somebody else and perform. House of Lords reunion confirmed. Well, again, again, (laughs) he's just like, I realize what my capabilities are and what what I can and can't do over the next, say, year or two. And if, if you guys have an opportunity that knocks on your door and you want to take it, take it. Right. Don't wait on me because I'm telling you right now that I have some issues. Right. But if you stick with me, I'm glad you did. But if you don't, I'm not going to go, fuck you, man. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like that. It's just like, hey, man, I get it. I understand you, you want to play, you want to perform, you want to get out there more than what I'm capable of doing right now. Sure. So if you, if you were to make that decision, I'm not going to go, you know, well, screw you then. That's right. You know, bastards. Yeah. He's like, I get it. I know where they're at. I know what they're doing. They're, they're younger than me. They're healthy. They're they're They want to play. They're not as wealthy. They're, they're musicians. Yeah. They got to work. Yeah, they got to make their got to make the donuts, as they say. Yeah, so so he's he's told them if they want to do something else and they want to go off and you know work, God bless them. Yeah, there you and, go. And that's what Adrian to me is what he's saying is Ronnie's got commitments. He yeah. wants to work. He's doing this, but I'm not going to sit and wait on him until he's finished because mm-hmm. I work too. Yeah. Everybody needs to make their money. I get it. So Ronnie, though, did not like that clip. Why? Well, as he said in um, another interview. Okay. Ronnie Romero calls out Adrian Vandenberg for not telling the truth about the end of their working relationship. All right. Well, maybe it's there, is there more to the story? Well, let's read and find out, shall we? All right. In a new interview with Artists on Record starring Akita Live, a Chilean, Chilean-born singer Ronnie Romero, Richie Blackmore's Rainbow, explained why he parted ways with Vandenberg after recording only one with the Adrian Vandenberg-led group, 2020's 2020. He said, I don't like when people, they tell a version of a story just to show that I'm cool, and if something happens, it's it was not my fault. It was because it was because somebody else, and I think that's not fair. It's too bad to 
It is not bad to tell the truth. He continues, we did a record and we did a good record and we worked in L.A. doing this record with Bob Marlette. And it was great. It was a great experience. I think we did a great record. The people really liked it. But unfortunately, COVID happened. And then recently I saw Adrian said that he was looking for another singer because he wanted to play shows and I was not available, which is not true. And I have emails, tons of emails telling him during the COVID, even with my wife telling him like, we should shoot a video clip anyway. We can do it this way. We can shoot my parts in Bucharest because I live in Bucharest in Romania. I can shoot my parts here and you could shoot your part there in the Netherlands. And I can do it myself because I do video clips and I can put the edit together and we can do something. And it was many times I said that. And he was like, I don't know. I don't know. COVID. I don't know. COVID. And we ended up just doing just videos with lyrics. And then suddenly one day he was planning to maybe... He was planning to maybe to make some shows after the lockdown because there was obviously the main idea to play some shows and we're going to play this. We're going to play that. And then suddenly I remember one day I saw it in Instagram. There's a Vandenberg show that was scheduled. And at that time I was talking with Michael Shanker to make shows with Michael Shanker. And I said yes to Michael Shanker because I didn't have any news from Vandenberg to play shows. So what happened, they were planning a tour with me, but without telling me because somebody on the management office, they forgot to put me on a copy of these emails. So they thought that was okay for me to, to make our tour because I didn't say anything. So when I learned and I discovered that they were planning to make shows, I was committed to Michael Shanker. So Adrian told me, well, this is your band. We did a record together. We should go on to, uh, we should go together with a tour. And I said, you're right. So I talked to Michael Shanker and there's proof of that. <clears throat> and if you ask to Michael Shanker management, I said, listen, there's a misunderstanding here. There is a pro there is this problem. Sorry, I cannot do the tour with you and Michael Shanker. I need to go with Vandenberg. And they understood. And I came back to go with Vandenberg. And I came back to Vandenberg and I said, I talked to them already, so I'm free. We can go do the tour. And Adrian was like, ah, well, I talked to the record label and they think it's better to find another singer. So that was it. So oh. it is sort of a different story, but... How different? I don't know. Well, again, th this sounds like a communication problem. It does. And again, I, I don't even know if this is in. And again, we're, we're just speculating. here. We are sure. But, but who knows how much control Adrian personally has on his touring agenda mm -hmm. and all this other stuff, because sometimes these guys just rely on the information that they get from their record label sure their management or their mm -hmm. book agent or wh whomever controls their information yeah and you know uh, their record label could have said well uh uh ronnie's busy 
what mm -hmm. are we going to do? We'd like to book you for some shows. And he goes, well, maybe, uh, I don't know. I guess maybe we need to find somebody else. Yeah. I, I, and, and here, here's my overwhelming thought with this though. Yeah. I thought Vandenberg kind of said the same thing, but in a much more positive way. Yeah. But, but again, I, I, I don't see this as an issue. It's just like, according to no, what no, no, I, I'm with you. I agree. What I'm saying is by Ronnie spelling this all out. Yeah. It's, it looks worse. Yeah. And when Vandenberg just said, well, he, he was busy and he, he had a tour. So I had to move on. That's like, okay. Now with all this, there were emails and I didn't respond to one. And, you know, now it looks like he doesn't respond to emails and, you know, this, you know, it, it makes it seem like there was confusion and where Adrian just was like, he was busy. I need to tour. I found a new singer. Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> but again, this is going by, did Adrian get all that information or did he just rely on his agent or his record label or whomever represents him? Uh, he just went by that information and just like, well, I, if he's busy, he's busy. What am I? Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, it just... This is one of those questions that Ronnie should have dodged. I think, I think Ronnie should have said, yeah, we were both busy. I was doing Shanker. What's your next question? You know, I mean that, that really is, I think he, and again, who am I? I'm just a dipshit, but you know, <laughs> well, I think you're, you're a shit string. <laughs> I am, but I, but I think, I think Ronnie made it worse, not better. Even though I don't think any of it is bad. I just think that it's like, you know what? It's, some, it's just miscommunication. That's yeah. all. It is. Sometimes this stuff does not need to be out there. I agree. And this, I think, is one of those times. Yeah, because it, it's just like, you know, looking at Adrian while he was talking to you, mm -hmm. he spoke of this in a very matter-of-fact yeah. way. Yeah, not not negative, like oh that fucking guy. No, he he just more or less stated it like it was fact because that's probably what he knew of it. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, well, you know, we were behind the curve where the COVID was concerned, and we had to wait it out longer than they did. And yeah, Ronnie committed to some gigs before we were able to get up and running again. And by the time we were able to get up and running, he was already committed. Mm -hmm. So we were just like, well, now that we're available, yeah, what am I going to do? Right. And even if that was embellished a little bit and all this other stuff did happen, I don't think this needs to be out there for the public. I agree. Well, see, we talked about this before about making band business public opinion. Yeah. Because band business doesn't belong out there. No, not at all. You know, because it's always, well, you can't make me look like the bad guy. And mm -hmm. I'm going to throw this out for public opinion. And I want to make sure people know it wasn't me, man, because... Yeah wasn't the bad guy here it was that other guy that would fuck this shit up and yeah you know 
and again, it's just like, I agree. Banned business doesn't belong out there. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes there's, there's reasons that things are the way they are. I'll give you an example from last week. So, or this week, I guess last weekend, this week. So a week ago, a week ago, Thursday, I hooked Drake up to interview Mike Mangini. Okay. Who was doing a solo record. And we went back and forth with a publicist. Publicist said a couple of times, no dream theater questions. Okay. And I'm, you, I mean, you know, dude, we, we've done enough of these. Yeah, yeah. You get that, you get that. And what that generally means is we want it to be like 90 10. We want 90% of the new record. But if you slide in the what's next for the band, you're kind of okay with that. You, right i mean that's kind of how that works yeah. well well again this this is harkens back to the whole randy with the uh brett michaels interview mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? it does but i mean we know the protocol everybody says no questions about the former guys so when we were confirming it though we got the same thing again at, on it, with the word absolutely in it. Absolutely no talk about Dream Theater. Okay. We're like, and instantly bells went off in my head. My my instant thought, what's your instant thought when you hear that? Uh, You know, again, this is a publicist, quote unquote, protecting, mm -hmm. protecting their, their, their artist. Their artist, right. But you could throw it in there because most of those artists go, I have no problem answering yeah. that question. Well, my instant thought on the second email saying it, he's been kicked out of dream theater. Right. That was my instant thought. He's out of dream theater. So John does the interview last week. It's out there. If people want to watch it on the CMS network, talking into infinity, not, he does an hour with Mike Mangini. Okay. Not one time does anybody say dream theater. Not one guy was mentioned from the band dream theater. I mean, radio silence with a band that this, with the, the big successful band that this guy is quote unquote in at that point. So John called me after he's like, what do you think? I was like, he's so out of the band. Yeah. Because again, why do we even know the name yeah. Mike Mangini? It's yeah. because of dream theater. Of course. I mean, I mean, he's not, he's not like, um, uh, what's the singer for uh, Black Sabbath and um, not um, Tony Martin? No, the other guy, Ray Gillen, Ian oh, Gillen. Oh, Glenn Hughes. Glenn Hughes. Okay, Glenn, Glenn Hughes. Yeah, he, he's been with you know obviously solo yeah. Black Sabbath, Deep Purple. Yeah. Sure, you know whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Uh, we know Glenn Hughes because of his body of work. Yeah. But Mike Mangini, oh. where do we know him from? He was an extreme. Okay. He was an annihilator. But we primarily know him from Dream Theater. That's the point. So yeah. so how do you not mention his main gig? Well, and how does he not mention his main gig? And that's kind of my point. Yeah. It's just like, well, you are like a major or or chief member of Dream Theater. <laughs> And you don't even mention Dream Theater? Are yeah. You me? Mm-hmm. But sure enough, 
What was the big announcement this week? That Mangini's out and Mike Portnoy's back. Right, of course. And it was like, I, and I, 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 John texted me and I texted him. I was like, see, you know, because this is the game that we play. And there is some games, but my point to all this is there's some gamesmanship to this. Sure there and is. sometimes, you know, I, I mean, clearly what Mangini was trying to do was get as much publicity as he could before the announcement came that he was out of dream theater yeah because because again it's it's trying to structure his what do you want to call his his stature in the music industry beyond beyond dream theater right and he's 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 got to get pre-orders and everything else it's going to be a lot easier to get pre-orders when he's in dream theater yeah but the thing is is that when he gets pre-orders he's got to say mike mangini of dream theater yeah is putting this thing out mm-hmm. but, which is why what show does he do talking into infinity the dream theater podcast so he didn't have to say it you know because he was probably already out of the band and playing inside baseball, I could tell you for an absolute fact, I know he was already out of the band. <laughs> see, see, that's, but again, this is, this is all publicist jargon and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, double talk and double yeah. speak and it's well, business. But, yeah. And again, it's just like, st- stop trying to pretend. Yeah. You know, you know, it's going to come out. Let, let, well, here I'm gonna I'm gonna pull back the curtain as Chris Aiken says. Well, those curtains are way pulled back tonight. Jeez. I know. I, I, and and this is kind of a whole running theme for this evening. Yeah. So back in 2002, over 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and John Levin brought this up on the show, right? That they were on this Metal Edge tour. And it was Warrant, Dokken, Firehouse, LA Guns, and Rat with right. with Jizzy Pearl, uh, you know, and as a singer. So there was a show in Canton, Ohio, at the uh, what is it, the Hoover Stadium, I believe it was, mm-hmm. at the Hoover High School, I believe. Okay. And our, our friend, um, Ian mean metal X. Yeah. Yeah. Who's a client of yours now. He is. He was at the show mm-hmm. long time ago. So the bands were supposed to go to Iowa, uh, right after that show, they were supposed to do a show at the Iowa speedway or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. But, but for whatever reason, the promoter didn't pay the the deposit of the upfront money, and and since since Steve Riley passed away uh, this week, um, this is kind of you know in league with everything we're talking about tonight. Sure. But uh, anyway, L.A. Guns opened that tour, mm-hmm. and after the show was over, they basically got on their bus and headed to Iowa. Right. And the rest of the band got word that the promoter did not pay the uh, deposit. 
So everybody was kind of hanging around going, well, are we going to head over that way? Or are we just going to hang back or what are we going to do? Sure. Well, word came down that the promoter over there did not pay the, the, uh, the deposit. Okay. And there, and everybody was just like, well, fuck that. We're not going to make that trip over there and not get paid. Right. So the next show was in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately for all those bands, whether it was warrant or firehouse or uh, rat or anybody, everybody just had to hang out for a couple of days with no shows, no income, no nothing. Right. And everybody headed over to uh, Pittsburgh. Okay. And I was with the guys and we went over there and this is the famous metal sludge thing. Sure. Or Janie Lane rest, rest in peace. Um, and can you believe it? It's already been 13 years since Janie Lane passed away. Yeah. I heard they're putting up a statue of him in Brimfield. Are they? Yeah. That's what I hear. Okay. I hadn't heard that, but regardless, but he passed away at, at the age of 47 in 2010. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so everybody headed over to Pittsburgh and, you know, everybody's like, okay, well, we're down for three days. What are we going to do? We got hotel expenses. We're not playing. We're not getting paid. We were supposed to get paid. Uh, it's expensive. We got a thousand dollars a day on this bus, you know, all this, that, and the other. So they go over to Pittsburgh and Janie Lane has one of his meltdowns. Okay. Yeah. And he ends up locking himself into his hotel room. Right. So the Pittsburgh show happens. I believe this was on a Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. I think they, they played that Hoover Stadium, I think, on a Saturday. Okay. And then they had Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I think. So this might have been Thursday. So this might have been a Thursday show. Sure. And so they're trying to get Janie to come out of his hotel room to perform the show in Pittsburgh. But he's on some kind of a fucking bender of whatever. And everybody's like, come on, Janie, you, you got to come out. You got to play the show. And even our friend Billy Morris, who who we know and love, he even came on our show and said, oh, well, Janie was stuck in traffic. It's like, no, he wasn't. He was he was locked away in his hotel room in, the, in Pittsburgh. Right wasn't stuck in traffic that is the reason why warren didn't play the show in pittsburgh is because janey lane would not come out of his hotel room that, that's <laughs> right you know and i can tell the story now because this has been 20 years later right but that that's the fact he wouldn't come out of his hotel room right and even billy who was in the band at the time he even played the game and said, oh, well, we, we couldn't play the show because Janie went home to the Cleveland area. And then we tried to get back to Pittsburgh and we were stuck in traffic and we were late, and blah, blah, blah. That's not the case at all. Because I was at that hotel and Janie was in his room. End of story. Right. You know, but of course, the publicists have to make it protective of the band and well that well this is what really happened right that's not what happened Mm -hmm. you know but but getting back to your point 
this is what publicists do. They protect their artists. That's right. You know, and, and the fact that uh, Mike Mangini was probably out of dream theater, as you called it, we've seen this happen again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Like this is a, this is just a bunch of spin and it's a lie. And, and it's just like, stop with the spin. Yeah. You know, this is the fact is your guys out of the band. Yeah, that's end, it. End of the story. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is going to destroy reputations and blah, blah, blah. It's like, what are you protecting? Yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Shit happens. People come and go. They leave bands. They, they are no longer associated with it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And again, this goes back to your, uh, comment earlier band business doesn't need to be out there on the internet yeah yeah that didn't that that kind of a quote uh, the whole thing that ronnie was saying just just leave that you know leave it alone say yeah adrian said that and that's what adrian said if you want to take your dig that's your dig adrian said what he said but i'm on to my new record onward you go all right and then you go, yeah, I'm, I'm launching something new. It was a great time working with Adrian and, and Vandenberg. I'm glad I was part of the record. Uh, I wish we had more time to spend together, blah, blah, blah. But I had other obligations. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I wish him good luck. And, you know, uh, perhaps we'll work together again in the future. Yeah. And that's it. Move on. But anyway, I just found it funny that shit that from from my interview once again making making news for no real reason (laughs) yeah and again it was because you were stirring the shit per se no i mean it was just it was just generated off that comment yeah Mm mm-hmm it made me feel good that ronnie romero heard my interview with adrian (laughs) that's just funny it is funny that's like enough already stop it yeah, I mean, what difference does it make? Whether it was a missed email or or timing or whatever, is one better than the other? No. You're not in the band anymore. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And it's not like Adrian said, this guy sucked. He did a shit record. We didn't like it, so we replaced him. He literally said his excuse, while it might have been fudged a little bit, was basically something everybody will accept. COVID hit. He got to start playing before I did. I couldn't wait. Everybody will accept that, and nobody takes that as bad toward anybody. Yeah, because it's not as if Ronnie was a long-term member. Yeah. It's not like he had 30 years with Vandenberg or anything. He did a record. Yeah. And maybe some people were looking forward to hearing it, which I highly doubt. <laughs> because of what we're talking about earlier in the evening that people are so fickle they don't want to hear the new stuff anyway yeah they were done with that record 10 minutes later i yeah. still like it but that's me well, well again i'm I'm just saying that uh, this is not a, a knock on him or anybody else but i'm talking about the fans here they don't want to hear anything new anyway right so why do they care you know mm-hmm. uh, nobody man Ronnie was the best thing that happened to Vandenberg in the last 40 years of their existence. Really? (laughs) Right. That didn't happen. 
no, people are still clamoring for the original guy, which I don't even know his name. Yeah, I don't remember either. That's my point. It's like, it's like, so it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah, nobody really does. <laughs> and Vandenberg, it's not like that was a big enough band that anybody was like, you know, like like a Megadeth reunion or something. Oh, of course not. You know, it's, it's nowhere near. Let's see. Who was the original singer? Oh, Bert Hearing. <laughs> that's remember, a, remember Bert? That's a household name. Yeah, Bert Hearing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, that's the Ronnie Romero news for the for the week. All right, perfect. All right, well, I say we take a break and wrap up the show. Sounds good to me. All right, since you are a fan of Vandenberg and the Ronnie Romero stuff, do you have a favorite song from their record? From that one? Um... Now I got to look and see what's on that one. <laughs> see, you're such a big fan. Big fan. Yeah, I am a big fan. Oh, Not the, really. phone, the phone lines are open in case you want to criticize Chris for, for <laughs> being like he's a big fan of Vandenberg. I never said I was a big fan of Vandenberg. I said I was a big fan well, of Ronnie Romero. You said Ronnie Romero was now, perfect and he could do no wrong. And he he's the best. <laughs> now, if you want to play a Ronnie Romero song, I will give you one of those right off the top of my head. I have been playing nonstop, and it's a cover, which is going to drive you even more crazy, but play the Ronnie Romero cover of the song Play the Game. Play the game tonight. I don't even know who sings that originally, but is that Kansas or one of those bands? Yeah, Play the Game. Is that a Kansas tune? I don't know who sings it. It might be. Is it worth the time? Is it worth the fight? Yeah. It's a good cover. All right. Well, we'll play it. All right, well, we'll play a few tunes. We'll come back, wrap up the show. So uh, here it is. It's uh, Ronnie Romero from the Raised on Radio release from 2022. And this is uh, Play the Game tonight, exclusively here. On your classic metal show. It is time to save America and stop funding woke corporations. Shop with merchants that share your values today. Get all the great products you buy online anyway from Mammoth Nation. Visit the online store today at us.cmspn.com and save money while helping to fend off enemies of our way of life. We can't expect change until we make changes ourselves. Shop Mammoth Nation today. <laughs> 